Hello! So, if you are listening to this, this is the very first episode of Everything TV where we talk and vent about everything. Um, I'm Holly B. I'm Schwanky. I'm Q. <laughs> I'm Lady E. <laughs> and we're here to talk about real things and have real responses. Uh, so a little bit of background on how this all started. A couple weeks ago, actually no, a couple days ago, we sat down because we were tired of work. And we had a conversation and realized that the, the content was just too good to keep to ourselves. So we decided to start a little podcast for everyone to hear. Um, and every week or every two weeks we'll have a topic. And then once we have that topic, we'll just discuss it for about 30 to 45 minutes and just open dialogue. Um, anything else? Q, you want to add to that? No, nah, I think you about covered it. But um, today's topic, Uh-oh. I was thinking gender roles. Ooh. Do you think it's important to set the tone at a young age? Do you think that carries through as they get older? We've literally um, talked about this. Since really? Yeah. Literally so what happens if you when you hear this? Because I feel like every topic that we're going to discuss, we're going to be like, we talked about this. So we realize that every time we have a conversation, we should just be recording. Like we that's really just exactly basically. What it should be. Yeah. Basically. So gender roles. Okay, can you, like, explain that a little bit further? Like, what do you mean? And I'm not going to lie, I think I touched on this with you before, Uh but, like, I had this conversation with my girlfriend. We touched on it on Monday as well. Yeah, and I'm trying to think, do you, like, this is for me, like, I know my answer, but I'm just curious to know Mm. y'all's opinions. Do you let your little girl play with trucks? Yes or no? Yes. Uh, Yes. Yes. Why not? Do you let your son play with dolls? Yes. Yes. Mm. It depends on the doll. I mean, it I'm depends not, on the I'm, doll. I'm not gonna do that because okay, that's the reason why we, we're answering. Some people would answer no. Is it's inculturalization. Yeah, and I think it's unfair to to subject your child to saying, "Oh, this is a boy toy. This is a girl toy." Mm-hmm. If your child feels the need to play with a doll, it doesn't make him any less of a little boy. If your daughter wants to play with the Tonka truck, it doesn't make her any less of a girl. And see, it's problematic when you start confining your children in, mm-hmm. in those kind of things because it means nothing. It tells me nothing. Toys don't tell you anything about your child's sexuality. And a lot of times when we say yes and no to certain mm-hmm. things, it's a fear of what it could be. It, what it could be. Mm-hmm. So without really mm-hmm. opening your mouth and verbalizing it, you're thinking, oh, if my son plays with a a doll per se he's gay or if he carries around a teddy bear he's gonna be gay and that's not that's not fair to yeah, a child it's not but, yes, but you guys correct me if I'm wrong because mm-hmm. I'm just speaking no in like I definitely to my opinion no I definitely respect your opinion but like I, in my mind I'm thinking don't you think that just opens the door though just for to what just for like other things like I don't know like not that my son could not play with a doll but like I, it's not like I, I would snatch the doll from him mm-hmm. but I would definitely encourage him to, to play, play with, with another toy or I might give him like another toy you know what I'm saying like yeah. I don't I don't want to sound like I'm coming off as a no, no, yeah. yeah I think it's your yeah I think it's your opinion and I also think it's how you're raised too as well where you come your background comes from like you said it's a lot to do with culture like it's not normal to have a mm-hmm. little boy playing with a doll because then it's like all these concerns but when you're when you kind of understand that regardless of a toy like whatever they want in the end will be in the end it is what it is like a child can fear something or being becoming something mm-hmm. because of how you raise them but that yeah. doesn't change the fact that they may you know have yeah. those feelings yeah yeah it's mm-hmm. a toy um and 
we put too much context on those kinds of things instead of putting more context in your child being a good person. Mm-hmm. I don't give a damn what toy you play with. Mm-hmm. I just want to make sure that you treat people well. Yeah. Because we yeah. place too much emphasis on things that don't matter. Mm-hmm. True. Like, I think it might be good to, like, ask yourself the question, like, why do I feel like my son, like, wouldn't be allowed to play with a doll? Or that I would encourage something else. It's like, is that a message that's taught to you by society in general? Or is that something that's, like, coming up from inside of you? Because I think there's a distinct difference there. It's like, if that's something that you believe personally, then great. But Mm -hmm. if it's, like, your thoughts are, like, and I don't want to be, like, trying to, like, project anything on you. But Mm -hmm. if it's, like, I don't want people to look at my son and think a certain way mm. like yeah then I, like that's not a good agree, like, like motivation yeah. there, no know? i agree and i definitely wouldn't want nobody to judge my son or daughter based on what they're playing with yeah. or, or or how they're dressed for that matter mm-hmm. but and this could be this could have something to do with it too being like an african-american male yeah, it is and, a lot in the way like my dad not that I'm trying, I'm trying to find the word it's not that my dad would like totally go off or anything like that but it's mm-hmm. just like something like, come on son that's yeah. not yeah. It, you know perception. like I just don't think but you know what if my son asked me for an oven and he wanted to cook like eat like I don't have no problem with it right. or if he told me that he wanted to grow up and be a chef or something I'd be yeah. like hey son I would encourage him to be the best damn chef mm-hmm. he could be right or even if he wanted to do dance like I'm like okay but I don't know it's like something I feel like as they get older they make those choices for themselves they make those I, I, yeah but I don't understand why we make those for them yeah yeah, and again, I, mean, I like, think we make it for them because, as you said, we we we're gonna love our kids regardless. It's society that we're worried about. We're scared that we're gonna be walking around with our son or our daughter, and our daughter is over here playing with a spaceship or what have you. And which is more acceptable. And you actually have to think about it. Who creates toys? It's not kids. It's adults, it's adults. that have this mindset of a girl should play with a doll that looks like her because she'll enjoy that more, or that's how she works a boy mm-hmm. should play with a truck because eventually he, he may drive one like i feel like toys would be completely different if yeah, a child you know toy, toys are not, you made a really good topic toys toys is essentially when you get introduced to gender roles yeah 100 okay. percent. that's when you first get introduced to gender roles i remember receiving my first kitchen set uh-huh. at the age of three or four yep and I remember all my toys were designed around either kitchen sets or baby, like baby dolls. Taking care of a child. Taking care of a child. Yeah. So you essentially, gender roles, they start at a very young age. Whether you're aware or unaware of it, it starts at a young age and then, you, then your parents mold you. Yeah. Society molds you. It's your true. friends mold you. So it starts with the kind of toys we're getting for our children. But then we also get into the topic of toxic femininity and toxic masculinity and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And that's when we have to be very careful because I am not going to look at a young man differently because he has a G.I. Jane doll. It's it's not going to kill me. Okay, yeah. Mm -hmm. And I hope you wouldn't look at a young girl oddly if she decides she wants some hot wheels and she wants to but they don't like they don't you know, it's a they, double they, standard they don't but you know that also that applies like what you said a double standard that doesn't apply that only works for certain things it works for things like it works for there's so many double standards surrounding the male and female role and sometimes i feel bad for men because we make it seem like we can't they can 
they're not allowed to express themselves. Mm-hmm. And it starts at a young age. Mm-hmm. It starts at a very young age because you start limiting little boys to what they wear. Like, I remember my nephew recently said, oh, Auntie Edie, I don't want to wear the pink one because pink is for girls. Where did he get that from? Where did he get that from? Obviously, it's something that he's heard and he's internalizing it. If he had never heard that message from somebody else, I'm pretty sure that when he looked at the color, he would have a neutral reaction. Because yeah. there's no reason why you should look at a color and be like, oh, that's oh. inherently this or that's It's associated that. with something, yeah. The only reason why we do that is because that's what society tells us. Mm-hmm. And also, too, like, why at such a young age are we, like, demanding that, like, kids fit into those molds? Yeah. Because, like, they haven't even grown up. Like, I've met some girls that are very masculine. I'm friends with males that are very feminine. Right. And, like, the thing is, is that, like, people are not cookie-cutter. Like, we don't yes. fit into these, like, we don't fit into that mold. So it's like, what makes you a man? What makes you but a woman? Society like, it wants you to be, society wants you to be cookie-cutter because it makes, it makes people feel good when you fit into a mold. That means that they can understand, understand. People, people do not like things they cannot understand. understand. They will the make unknown, yeah. things yeah, up. Yeah, and that's, that's a so whole, like, understand. people want to take shortcuts. So it's like somebody that has, like, a gender identity or sexuality right. that's a little bit off, like, kilter, the binary terms of, like, male and female. People struggle with that because that means that they actually have to ask questions. It means that they yeah. have to get to know that they person. They have to versus, versus, oh, she, look he at has pink on, and be like, so now we know. Or it's like, yeah. oh, that dude has a penis, so he's probably sure going to be, like, masculine. Yeah. But, like, that's that, just but that statement right there with the whole pink, I feel like that comes with maturity, too. Right, but I'm saying, see, like, you know, as a kid, like, if a little boy is only picking pink stuff, okay. like, as a, as a child, it's like, uh-oh, you know, question mark. But that's because we associate that with that, not in mm-hmm. wanting to actually get to know the kid and sit down and talk. And maybe he likes drugs, but he's like, his drugs would be pink. Or, you know, maybe, yeah. you know, or maybe his favorite color is pink because his mommy wears pink. Not because, you know, anything but else you know, beyond that. I'm glad mm-hmm. that we are, um, us millennials, I guess we can call ourselves that. I don't know. We're more progressive. Yeah. Yeah. I think Very how progressive. we're going to raise our children is going to be Very different. similar but different, different. to our yeah. parents. We're yeah. going to have some traditional views. With a twist. Gonna, yeah. With a twist. Like, for instance, I know, like, when it's time for me to have children, we're doing neutral colors yeah. in his or her room. Yeah. It doesn't have to be pink. No. no. I could do gray and turquoise. I could do yellow. Yeah. Uh-huh. I could do orange. Yeah. And does sure. it make them any less of a boy or any less of a girl? It does not. Yeah. And we need to get out of that mindset yeah. that pink is for girls and blue is for boys and this yeah. is for girls and this is for we have to place more as I stated, we gotta place more emphasis on raising children who are caring. Yes. Who are open. Yes. Because that's our biggest issue. And who are loving and, and not full of hate because they, they they build this hate from how they're treated as kids. As a and kid, when, yeah. If you yeah. keep forcing a child not to play with something that they genuinely love, and it's hate. Crazy. It's crazy you brought up African Americans because um, I feel like it, just black people in general, African Americans, Africans, what have you, we're very into gender roles and things of that nature, mm-hmm. and we're very judgmental. I don't correct me if I'm wrong, Frankie. You might have a different perspective as a white male. We're very much, there is a large fear surrounding homosexuality in our community, um, femininity and masculinity. There's so much fear that your child is either going to be too feminine or too masculine. Or, you know, for instance, that, that nephew that sits with, that has a little twang or sits mm-hmm. there and they're telling you get away from the women. What if he wants to be around the women so he can cook or something, learn to cook? Well, what if he, what if he, 
What if he is homosexual? What is or so we bad don't about know that? If we don't ask, I think yeah. parents, as parents, we don't ask enough questions to understand our child, child. so that yeah. we can help them, even if it is like. If he's a mommy, like I play with dolls because like all my friends at school are just all girls and they play with dolls. So I think that's. If I knew that, then I could sit down and have a conversation with you. Be like, this is what they play with because they, you know, they see themselves. But parents don't do that. They automatically just jump to conclusions and then they want to fix it versus not trying to learn and understand. See, and to learn about issue. it and, and know the that issue. there's nothing that and needs to be fixed. And that's the yeah. issue with our culture. Yeah. We're always trying to fix people yeah. instead of. Let's not try and fix people. Let's start trying to understand, understand like, people. Give them an environment for them to actually like successfully be themselves, not what we right. want them to be. Right. You know? mm. And even help them become that. Even if it's not something that you necessarily agree with, mm-hmm. then you still need to see their perspective because at the end of the day, like, you know, your parents you know, hope to hope to God that, you know, they don't pass, but eventually, you know, you come to a place where you're on this earth by yourself, mm-hmm. you know, and then you still have to be okay with who you are as a that person. That is true. So, like, Only you know, for you. Exactly. So, yeah. while they're here, you know, and when you have the opportunity as a parent, even at a young age, just have more conversations with your kids. Like, mm-hmm. I know, you know, growing up in an, an African-American, like, family and culture and society, like, there was no questions. Like, you know, something they didn't like then. You don't question You don't question it. Or no. you end up being too grown. Yeah, yeah, yeah or you're not in your place. Yeah, so yeah. you have to, I think people just ask questions. And now we're on that subject. That in itself is problematic. Like, we have to allow our children to have opinions, but in, in a respectful, respectful way. In a respectful way. But that's how manner. you raise them. In a respectful and because in a way, we're not letting them feel like they can talk you've created this barrier yeah and they shut down but yeah and, and then they, they feel like talk. they can't bring that to you yeah. yeah i don't know any parents that would sit down like my dad like with my mom like they would never like <laughs> did your parents were your parents like willing to sit down and just talk oh no no my definitely no. No. mine like, definitely wasn't uh, i so i grew up i have two sisters that are older than me and so naturally like i would do a lot of stuff with them mm-hmm. and like i would play with barbies and stuff when i was a little kid and it was never like openly communicated, but I always thought that like my parents thought there was something weird about that. Uh-huh. When in all reality, I just wanted to be included yeah. and hang out with my sisters. Exactly. Um, and just because I played with Barbies, like, didn't make any like profound statement about my sexual identity or like yeah. who I was going to be when I grew up. Yeah. I was just trying to fit in, trying yeah. to like connect with people. Yeah, that's a huge thing. I think that's definitely. It's a huge, huge. A thing. lot of the, the issue. I think, think a lot that. of people don't take in consideration environment is key. If you have a young man who's been raised around a lot of women, obviously they're going to pick up certain aspects and certain completely things. Completely different. It's yeah. not really. It's going to be different from a young man who's yeah. been around nothing but masculine mm-hmm. forces his whole life. Mm-hmm. We have to understand. But each man is ba- no less. Yeah, we have to understand that everyone's background mm-hmm. is essentially what molds them and develops them into the person that they are. And I think a lot of the communication is on the male aspect of things, but even on the female aspect of things, like, you know, us wanting to be these football players or these, you know, driving the trucks or like doing the masculine roles is almost looked down upon because it's not our place. Like we should be in a different place. Like we should want to stay home and want to cook and want to clean and want to take care of the child. But like mm-hmm. the way society works now and millennials, like that's not the case. That's like we want <laughs> we want to create a life for ourselves no matter what that yeah. is. There's engineers, there's more women in engineering now than it has ever been. Yeah. <laughs> Nowadays it's both parties need both to be parties, working. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you know, and I think it's hard for women too because we try to fit these molds of what we should look like, what we should dress like, how we should carry ourselves all the time, how we should sound, like, and that's tough. 
when for me like I'm completely athletic like I would love to go sit with a whole bunch of guys and just have a conversation and, and discuss football or basketball or any sport versus what I'm supposed to be doing which is you know we're gonna go sip tea and eat cake like I don't want to do that like yeah. you know that's not what I want to be but nothing's I, wrong yeah. with that can I speak to that from like a career standpoint yeah. too because like my major is in social work and literally all of my classes were just girls like, yeah there was me and three other guys mm-hmm. in the entire department like yeah. in social work and I thought it was weird I mean I didn't because like that's the expected role it's like oh men aren't caretakers so like right. therefore they're not going to be like you know in a caretaking field but for me, that's what I wanted to do. Like, I love working with people. I love spending time with them. I love yeah. being there for them. Um, and so I think, like, I noticed this a lot, like, especially at Love School where I graduated from. It's just, like, guys generate, like, they move towards, like, engineering. They move towards yeah. math. They move towards yeah. finance. Because, right. like, those are the stereotypical roles that, exactly. like, men are going to fulfill. Yeah. Versus I look at a field like social work, and I'm like, that, that field needs men. Like, yes. It needs men because there's not enough of the male perspective yes. in social work. Yeah. And it's the same thing on the other side. Like when a woman chooses to like go and do like engineering, I like that is such a huge win for the field because yes. there's not enough of the like feminine perspective in that world. Yes. And like that's the thing. I feel like when we put these kids in defined roles when they're younger, then that just creates this like continued problem where we, we're taking like one look approaches at yeah. different problems. So you have all males working on like I don't know, like a finance like problem or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. You don't have the female perspective. It's just different. Mm-hmm. And like that's needed. It's the same yeah. okay. Like, oh, yeah. There's no men. Yeah. No, I noticed that as soon as I started working like at all. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's I actually said that to a particular male here, and I was like, there is no men in this industry. It's only saturated with women, and that's that's problematic. Yeah, it is, and I, I was just looking this up because uh, I have my master's in the health psychology, so psychology is like, you know, how people think and, and, and what shapes our roles, and it's called the Barbie effect, and I just looked it up because I wanted to make sure I was right, by Ruth Handler in 1959, and basically it just showed how like Barbie dolls given to kids at these young ages, whether they were black or white or had hair or didn't have hair, they created all these body image issues, career and educational attainments, and, and put them in a box of where they needed to be. And that's just one small fracture of science to show how these little things can trigger things in the mind of a child. This is what I'm, even a Barbie doll, like, I want my Barbie doll for my child to resemble them, you know? And they just now started making where you can get dolls that look like your child, and you can get a maid in their size, and they can look just like them, because they need a representation of themselves. It's very hard to find dolls. I remember growing up, y'all are going to laugh at me, I actually used to collect dolls. And things of that nature. And I remember I always used to get distraught because this is the early 90s. I didn't really see Barbie dolls that looked like me until Moesha Brandy came out with her Barbie doll. Yeah. It was the first time I had a Barbie doll that looked like me. And I remember I cherished that doll. But now that you mention that, I think back on it. These Barbie dolls and these, these dolls essentially didn't create a good ideal they didn't ideal for us represent us. they didn't yeah. represent mm-hmm. they didn't respect they didn't represent the heavier set women the medium built women the asian women the black women it's just until recently they started representing mm-hmm. women of all races but they still don't represent, they don't do it right they don't represent <laughs> they, women. they do the extremes like the extreme lips or the extreme eyes or they're or the like extreme really light or the, complexion yes, or yeah. they're not heavy or right mm-hmm. and that's the problem we i think these toy companies yeah. just society in general needs to take into consideration 
not all the same. No. Mm -hmm. Very different. We are. As we sit around this table, yeah. none of us are the same. same. No. Even in a room, despite looks and things, none of us think the same. Yep. And we just, we need to be more mindful of what we're projecting. Mm -hmm. And I think as the future, we need to get better with our yeah. kids mm -hmm. and what we are introducing ourselves, our children to, because you don't want that kid that's sitting in the office telling a woman you can't do this or that woman that's like, oh, that's gay. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's toxic. It is. That's a real poor choice of words to it is. like. It's understanding. It really is. Uh -huh. It's lack of knowledge. Lack of knowledge I've creates heard, ignorance. I've and heard so many women say that. Just hateful things. So many black women say it. Mm -hmm. It's the first thing that comes out of our mouths. I mean, I've never said it, but I've heard so many of my friends mm -hmm. label a male. Yeah, instantly. Gay, instantly, off of one particular instance. No, I've gone out with girls just because I didn't try anything with them on date one He's or gay. date two. Yeah. Like, what's wrong with him? What's wrong with me? <laughs> I'm a gentleman. Did I not just be a gentleman? <laughs> no, like, real talk. Yeah. Like, I've, I've had that. I was just mm -hmm. like... Where, and exactly, so that, that also stems from their childhood. Yeah. Why is it so easy because for they to saw label the... a man gay because he didn't he was not on the bonding or label a man gay because he said or did something or he wears something or he appears a certain yeah. way. Yeah, that's crazy. Also too like in like males like interacting with other males, it's like whenever you show like affection to another male, you have to immediately say right after that, no homo. like no homo, no homo. Like it was more common yeah. in high school, yes, but like but it's it was still, a thing. It was like, a huge thing. But I you still hear that. Like, I still catch myself saying but that you know because men. It's an American thing because I know when we go to Africa, even I've heard my dad say, "Oh, he's not a bad-looking guy." It, it, it means nothing for him to say that because he is so confident uh -huh. in his sexuality. They are. They are. Like, America is not. America is <laughs> not. Like, it's like you mm -hmm. have to throw in that no homo. And you know who started that? That was Little Wayne. The main one. He was the first one. <laughs> I didn't first, even know that. He was the first, the first time I ever heard that, I heard it from him. I was probably like 2008, 2009. I was in high school. It was the first time I ever heard that. And I remember it, it caught like wildfire. fire. Guys would say something, boom, no, but maybe I wasn't thinking you were gay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And if you are gay, what's that happening? They don't to want to be classified in that nature because yeah. they feel they know what comes along with it. I think the way that society puts down these, these groups makes it very hard to even be yourself if you want it to be yourself. Like, you know, you don't, boys don't want to have that classified because then you look at them like less than a man. It's like their pride, you know. Like yeah. once you once you hit a man's pride, like it's the worst. that's yeah. it for them. Like they're 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 but done. It's, it's hard though when you're young. Like even just for me, like uh -huh. I just got to the point like where people automatically assume I play basketball. Uh -huh. like, okay. No, I don't play. Yeah. I just got <laughs> like to the like you're no, so no, I just got, you were like, yeah. I'm a waste of hype. No, yeah. <laughs> like know? I just got to the point to where like I'm comfortable. They'd be like, oh, you watch something. I'm like, no, I don't watch sports. Yeah. Like and, I don't. I don't follow sports at all. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. Yeah. And like the, the weird thing, you saying that like actually kind of like triggered me because I still fake like I have a big interest in sports just because like mm. that's expected of me. Interesting. Like, that's and interesting. so I will like converse and I'm very good at remembering like random facts, <laughs> facts and like mm -hmm. figures and stuff. And even though I don't care about them, I can rattle them off nonstop. Yeah. And it like it has made like friends of mine that don't have any association with sports like jealous of me before because they're like, oh, you can talk to other guys about this. And I was like, I hate talking to other guys about this. I was like, I think it's pointless and boring but like I do it because like it's the norm. it's easier to fit in that way 
Oh. And it's like, I'm not going to get ridiculed if somebody, like, mentions some obscure quarterback on, like, yeah. who's a third string on some team. And I'm like, But you got to be careful because if is. you don't know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, but, like, yeah. And, like, for some weird reason, in order for me to be a male, like, I have to know who that is. And I have to know what team he plays for and who his girlfriend is and, like, Silly. all these, like, random things. And I'm yeah. like, it's just a dude, mm-hmm. like, throwing a ball. Like, cool. Great. Yeah. yeah. And That's don't get crazy. me wrong, like, I don't have any judgment towards people that love sports, because, no, like, I grew up yeah. loving sports, I just don't anymore. And they I never knew, I, you saying that literally just opened my eyes immediately to think that something as simple as that, yeah. that you have to fake, you know, yeah. it's just so that you feel like you're doing just what, what a man should, yeah, to be accepted. accepted. That's, one of the guys, but yeah. it's like, you're, you're already a guy, you're yeah, already yeah, one yeah, of the guys. Yeah, you're one of the guys. It's just, yeah. it's, Why do I have to prove my membership you know what? in this group? It, by like it, it's really members. about coming to a place in your life where who you have around you and who you choose to have around you accepts you for you That's and it. keeping it there. That's it. Like, you know, I would never judge any of you for anything because, like, I'm not the type to just be, like, this judgmental person. I mean, That's not me. I I think it's really intriguing because every single one of us gets judged every automatically. Day, all the time. Yes. Automatically. Even for holding this meeting, we got judged. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think Automatically, people have an assumption yeah. of me. Like when they first meet me, they think, Boom. You know what? Is this. So I, I did this speech, um, and it was the only scholarship that I ever got for college. And my intro of my speech was By the way that I speak, what do you hear me? By the way that I dress, what do you see of me? You already have a preconceived notion of who you uh, think yeah, I am. Yeah, everyone has a preconceived notion. And that's notion. the truth. Everybody does. Everyone mm-hmm. has a preconceived Everybody notion. Everybody does. That's crazy. Uh, like, automatically, people meet me and they think one of the two things. I'm a mean girl. Mm. Far from it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to speak to people. Mm-hmm. Far from it. Or just different things. Yeah. And I remember it used to bother me growing up because I was like, I'm so far from that. Yeah. Like, I feel like I'm... Not to boast, I, I feel like I'm so cultured and well-versed and yeah. I, I'm accepting of people. Everyone. But you know what? I would like, I don't know, who, whoever has a problem with that, they're, they're dealing with their own issues. issues. Yeah, they're, they're insecure. Yeah, yeah. Or, or they're like, they're in, intimidated yeah. for no they reason. Are. I get it just, all You the just time. have to get to know you. Like, are you, are you fully black? Like, oh my God, like you have really good hair. Like, that's not yours. Or, you that's know, so you speak so well. Like, I'm like, yeah. That was, that was my or you're not from worst. Alabama is what, what I get. You're not from Alabama. You don't have an accent. That was like literally the worst. That was you the know, worst for up. me. Like, you don't well, talk like black. black yeah. Like, what do you mean? Like, how does one do that? Like, <laughs> yeah. so what rap video do I need to listen to? Like, <laughs> who do I need to, you know, who do right, I need to? Right, right. And it was constant. Because I, I was literally like the only spot in class. I got that a lot as well. <laughs> no, I remember, I no to, like, I'm being for real. Yeah, so I, remember I, was going like, to, I remember going to University of Memphis and my roommate she was from Vermont, so I was probably one of her first experiences with a black person. Mm. And I remember one of the first things Brianna said was, I didn't think you would be like that. I thought you'd be so different. And I was like, explain to me what that means. <laughs> and she went, she was like, I thought you were going to be loud and this and that and this. And she was like, I like you. And I said, yeah. I said, you like you me because... see how society's painting. Yes. Like, oh, gosh. I was like, you like me because I fit into a certain body yep. you want me to fit into. You could and understand. That, that kind of introduced the question of like, what would her reaction have been if had I she was, fit that stereotype? And I told her that I was like, what if I was a really loud black girl and she I was extra and I had all sorts of colors in my head? I was like, can you? Could you be able to see past that? Because yeah. that's exterior. Yeah. She could be the sweetest person outside of all that extra stuff. 
Yeah, no, it's it's tough. So if we go back to your original question about those those roles and when it comes to toys and things, I think it just has to be a change now. And those can be small changes. I mean, it's not going to be overnight. Every parent is going to be like, oh, play with whatever you want to. Because, again, it's also how you were raised. But I think it just starts with the little steps of just talking to them, just Mm -hmm. understanding their minds. Because kids are honest. Kids are Like, if anybody is honest, kids are honest. If you ask them, why are you playing with a Barbie doll? It's just come, and sometimes they don't think they don't even think they don't that much into it. Exactly, yeah, and then like, you're yeah. like, okay, and then you move on from that. And then I've three seen, years from now, you see it yeah, again. Kids, Why are you playing play with it? Whatever. I have yeah. seen children play with the box. The toy came in. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, Porsche don't even want the toy. Right. Don't want the toy. He's like, oh, a box. A box. Yeah, yeah. The box. The toy came in. Do you see the box? You literally take out the toy and then just like set the box aside and be like, oh, this is my yeah. This is my my treehouse. Like this is it. Yeah. So. I think it starts with really communication. Things are just talking and, and, and not being afraid of what the answer is going to be. You know, like you don't have to understand it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you, you can actually to, learn. Because as a child, they don't even know. They don't yeah. know. They yeah. haven't figured anything out. <laughs> yeah. They haven't figured anything out and we're trying to figure them out. We're trying to place what we figured out onto them. Yeah, and if you want to move forward, you got to change what's, what's, what's happening. Mm-hmm. So that, that requires that. I don't know. Anything else? I mean, no. That, no, it's real no, talk. No, no, yeah. So that was real talk. So that was our very first podcast of everything. Also, vent, venting and talking about every single thing. And, and in two weeks, we'll come back with a new topic and talk about it more. And again, I'm Holly B. I'm Schwanky. I'm Q. I'm Lady E. <laughs> and thanks for listening. See you next time.